You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Better Health. Today on the show, man, I am so excited to introduce you Logan Farley, who who is the head of operations of the world's leading natural wine brand, Drive Farm Wines. So if you're a a wine fan, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode. Welcome to the show, Logan. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So one thing I always do to intro somebody is to ask a few questions, just to get us warmed up. So the first one I have for you is where are you from and what was your childhood and family like in regards to health? Oh, such a good question. So I'm from New Orleans, oh, wow. which I think has a misconception of being like a really unhealthy place. <laughs> we, we are we are known for being extravagant in some ways, but my family was actually really healthy growing up. My dad was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents both cooked a lot and we were a kind of a family of athletes. So for the most part, we, we avoided kind of that, that stereotype <laughs> of food, uh, and were yeah, really active and I'd say well-rounded growing up in that way. That's, that's really awesome. It's, that's a huge blessing. Cause not everyone, especially like people I interview who are in the health sphere, so many of them grew up where they're like the typical American standard diet of like, you know, sugary f- cereals, et cetera. So that's so cool that you kind of grew up in a healthier environment. Well, we for sure tried, I'd say <laughs> we probably fell victim. Like I'm sure a lot of your listeners, a lot of people that I know too, I totally thought I was doing all the right things, Oh yeah. which in the nineties was like <laughs> no fat, you yeah. know, get enough carbs, all that stuff. So Classic was following the guidelines, but, uh, <laughs> as I learned later in life, maybe not the best ones for me at the time. Totally. I I'm in the same boat with you where I like started implementing more health things and it was always like, Oh, lower fat, you know, is better. And so I, I get you adrift. Exactly. <laughs> so, so what got you into dry farm wines and, um, dry farm is known for being pure and, and being a healthier form of wine per se. And so what ended up getting you into the company and the health environment? Oof. So the best way to explain how I got into dry farm wines is to tell the story of dry farm wines, but I won't skip ahead. Um, I kind of, my background is in, is in health. So mm-hmm. I started out studying medicine, health and society was the technical mm-hmm. name, but it's, it's pretty much global health all through college. I got my master's degree in global health as well, mm-hmm. and really had a passion for what I guess I would call the administrative side of health. Hmm. meaning that I didn't necessarily want to be a doctor, but I saw hmm. all over the world, this opportunity to just administer health better. You know, like the medicine is there. How do you get it to the people? Mm-hmm. So I started out in healthcare consulting and working in hospitals to help hospitals reduce cost of care. Cause as we know, healthcare costs rising, rising, going up in the world. And so, you know, how could we help hospitals better manage that cost so that people could afford it. So insurance could afford it mm-hmm. and sitting in a hospital every day, and seeing people come through, uh, you know, I just started to get the sense that, you know, the cost of care is important, but mm. maybe also giving people the resources that they need to be healthy and be well before they have to come to a hospital. 
in a lot of cases, right? So I guess mm-hmm. the phrase I always use is I felt like I was maybe mopping up the floor, but mm-hmm. I wasn't unclogging the drain. So really felt like I needed to be in the unclogging the drain portion uh, of my life. So I moved over to a wellness company mm-hmm. um, that was doing you know, all, all the things that I had started really in my own personal life to, mm-hmm. to believe in and, you know, not just nutrition and physical health, but mental well-being and emotional well-being and all those mm-hmm. things that go into being an, an overall, you know, well individual mm-hmm. and helping them implement that in corporations. So I went to, uh, to work in wellness. Mm-hmm. And then of course, I, when you get into wellness, you know, it's a big part of that is all the things you use in your day-to-day life. And that was kind of something new for me to be like, wait, what's in my shampoo and like, <laughs> on my skin and in my lotion. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's not just what you eat. It's, you know, everything that's in, everything. in your life. It's everything, right? All yeah, the things. So, so exactly. And so I thought, you know, especially with an operational background, and, you know, my passion for operations that being able to go into, you know, a product that was doing better for the world, better for the environment, better for the people who use it, that that was just a direct path to health. If you had something that is great and you want to use it anyway, and it happens to be better for you. So that's when I went back to get my, uh, my MBA was to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And right about that time, um, I'm a big follower of the Primal Blueprint. I don't know if you've heard Mark Sisson, Mark's Daily Apple. Okay. I, I've heard of the primal, like the line of foods. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. okay. That is it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. And so, and I got, I gosh, this was years and years ago, but I was mm-hmm. a huge fan of his and a follower. And on his podcast, he had the dry farm wines founder Todd oh. on to kind of tell his story. And once like your eyes are opened to mm-hmm. the difference in wine, it's just super hard to go back. And I fell in love yeah. with drive our minds. The company, like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. we're so open about our culture. You know, all of our media is us. It's, I mean, photos of the people who work for the company uh, and, you know, telling the stories of our growers. And so I fell in love with that side. And then I also fell in love with the wine. So I just, you know, had, had to be here and was lucky enough that that, that, that all worked out and that they needed my my services. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story. And it really sounds like that you encompass like what I really am speak to when it comes to my podcast of like, not, not just like trying to put out the fire, but how about we prevent a fire from actually starting with our health? And so what does that entail? You know, it, it means living intentionally with your health and being aware of like products and the toxins that are in that, you know, your water supply, um, the foods you're eating, the wine you're drinking, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a holistic approach, not just like, I'm just going to go about life. And if there's a problem, well, then I'll, I'll try to fix that problem when it arises. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what I think for wine. I mean, I, I'm somebody who, again, a lot of people, I care about what I put in on my body. Yeah, you know, I'm very specific about the, the food that I buy and was it organic and all of that. And I think mm-hmm. wine kind of, and maybe alcohol in general, kind of somehow gets this pass because we all assume like, oh, it's just grapes. Right. <laughs> and it's not just grapes <laughs> because alcohol is regulated by the TTB, not by the FDA. So mm. you don't, it's not treated like a food, even though you put it in mm. your body so that you might've noticed there's no nutrition facts label. There's no ingredients label. So you don't really know Mm -hmm. what is in wine and something that 
historically speaking, was, you know, such a homegrown pure product, something that was created from the earth and the soil and mm-hmm. had so much meaning. I mean, it's a, it can now be a commercial processed mm-hmm. product, just like anything else yeah. that you find on the shelves. And I think that was the big, like the huge takeaway for mm-hmm. me, the first time I heard Todd, her founder tell the story of the company was there's over 70 additives that you can put in wine, FDA approved in the United States. And some of them are, are fine and are natural, yeah. but some of them you, you can't even pronounce. And if you look it up, it's like, you know, you have to wear a hazmat suit to use them and they're supposed to dissolve into like a good, and, and the, the difficulty is you just, you don't know which ones, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this big transparency issue with that as well, that you don't know, uh, you know, if you're looking at a grocery store shelf, which ones are and aren't exactly chemicals. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so hard. Like when you see shelves of wine, like you were saying, there's no nutrition facts on it. You don't see the ingredients in it. So it's like, what is pure? What is not like the label could look like they're more this natural approach, but, but are they really? And so, um, what I really hope listeners can take away after this episode is the fact that like, you need to be, you know, conscientious of what you are consuming Mm -hmm. and, um, be a little more mindful of the things that are in your, your products and be not be ignorant to the fact of like, there are other things in my wine, like Mm -hmm. being aware of that. And so I would love to know how did dry farm wines like actually develop and begin. Um, Mm -hmm. this is something I've been dying to know and what you guys do and your culture is something I look up to. So I'd love to know about how it all began. For sure. And uh, so our, it's a great story. So our, our founder, Todd White, uh, who is an entrepreneur by trade, just has started a lot of successful companies. But in this case, he wasn't necessarily looking to start a company. He was just solving a problem for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved wine, lived in Napa, yeah. but got to this point, like I'm sure a lot of us do, where he thought, like, I just feel terrible. Like, I can't mm-hmm. drink. I love wine, but I feel so bad the next day. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then someone, a friend kind of got him on to, well, Hey, have you heard of these lower alcohol wines that are in Europe? And he dug more into it and found what's called natural wine. Hmm. And I know the word natural gets thrown around a lot yeah. and natural wine to this day doesn't have a universal definition. Mm-hmm. Um, although France finally put out an official definition. Um, hmm. But in general, natural wine is wine that's grown organically or biodynamically, dry farmed, which means no irrigation mm-hmm. and uh, no additives, nothing, nothing added. It's literally what we like to call it grapes in time, right? Mm-hmm. Just the natural evolution yeah. of wine. And when he discovered this and that there was that difference, right? It took him down this whole rabbit hole. <laughs> and simultaneously, he's a huge biohacker. Um, he has been following a ketogenic diet for mm-hmm. years and years. And so part of what was important to him was not just lower alcohol content, but the sugar content. Hmm. And again, that's not on the label. <laughs> so <laughs> right. there, there are plenty of dry, dry wines out there, which means, you know, less sugar, hmm. but because of the lack of transparency in the industry, you, you would never know which ones. And especially if you're on a ketogenic diet, even a little bit that you weren't planning for can throw you out of ketosis, can ruin everything. Yeah. So he started lab testing the wines for himself. He was sourcing these wines and he was lab testing them to see how much sugar was in it. And then of course, other friends who were following similar, you know, healthy eating Mm -hmm. diets and what have you 
said, oh, could you do that for me too? And from there, Dry Farm Wines is born. So wow. he was like, well, I guess this is actually an unmet need in the market. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was, gosh, five, a little over five years ago now. And since insane. then, it's insane. And we've, and we've yeah. just been able to, to grow and, and source. And of course, we, we validate, you know, all this. Mm-hmm. So all, all of our wines are natural which mm-hmm. follows all the, that criteria. That's why we're called dry farm wines, the dry farming aspect. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then we lab test all of them for sugar, alcohol, and sulfites to make sure they're below mm. a certain level. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because I was looking on the website and there's different reviews where they're like, I don't go out of um, ketosis when I drink certain dry farm wines. And that's insane because you would think that, oh, wine, like alcohol, that's going to put you out of ketosis. And um, so that's incredible right there. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I can vouch, like we've had, our team is full of bio- biohackers. One, I bet. <laughs> one of our team members like fasted for three days yeah. and then, and then drank our wine, like a couple of glasses, to, like see what it did. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can vouch for it. That's insane. Say. Did she have like the blood glucose monitor? Um, to, to, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of blood glucose monitors wandering around our office. But yeah. I bet I was going to say like, <laughs> when you said biohacking, I'm like, okay, like they totally got to have like either the levels, levels, um, blood glucose monitors or whatever it may be. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I mean, it started for that health reason, hmm. but you know, as it, it evolved, you know, we also, yeah, you know, as part of our vetting process, we send out a questionnaire to growers. We, we have, mm-hmm. a, you know, criteria that might be, you know, unusual in the industry. Yeah, right. And and we go visit, as I said, and, um, you mm-hmm. know, meet our growers, meet their families, walk the vineyards, you know, see how they're making wine. You know, we participate in harvest a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of, Incredible. so part of the way the company evolved was, not just the wine itself, but the story behind the wine, where it comes from, hmm. the story it tells, the people who made it, wow. uh, you know, and, and that kind of verification part, you know, yeah. goes along with it, but really just, hmm. you know, our ability to tell the story of the people that are yeah. making wine in this way, this like honest and historical hmm. way. Re- yeah. You're really getting like a full package when you get the wine. It's not just like the product that they create. You're getting the full story behind that, you know, the family history. And like we were talking before the interview, how it goes back. Sometimes these vineyards do like 17 generations, which is insane. Like if you think about that, (laughs) it's totally crazy. And just, and that's one of our kind of criteria is that all of our wines come from small family farms. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of the only way you can be doing it. Yeah right? Like if you get too big, then more machinery has mm-hmm. to be involved, but there has yeah. to, you have to start in, incorporating more kind of commercial measures. You know, everything's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, done by hand, if, if you will, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which, which makes a big difference. And it makes such a huge difference yeah. to the soil. So another thing that, you know, we've, we've learned over time is the difference in kind of regenerative agriculture mm-hmm. by not irrigating, by letting these vines kind of take hold and letting nature work the way it's supposed to. Right. Uh, you know, we see a lot of vineyards that you know, there's sheep wandering around and it's <laughs> like, this tree is here for this reason. And well, there are roses there because roses are the first to tell if there's mold. And so that's a natural way to tell what's happening. And I mean, they know their soil and they know the way mm. that the, that it's, that it's going to grow and how it tastes and just everything about it. And, uh, and, and that of course then is better for, the, mm. better for the environment to, to exactly. be 
dry, dry farming, especially. Mm, That's amazing. And that's, it's really such a neat picture of like how it is truly their passion, their family passion. And, and, you know, they live it out. It's not just like a side job they're doing, or it's not just like something that they have to do each day. Like they truly love it and they know what they're doing. Um, and so leading into the question of like, what, um, distinguishes dry farm wines from the typical wine? What, what are some of the benefits that you guys have that typical wine does not to distinguish for listeners if they don't know about the company? For sure. So, and all of our wines are natural means no additives. They're Mm -hmm. organic or biodynamic, um, dry farms means no irrigation. And then we lab test for under one gram per liter of sugar. So statistically Mm -hmm. sugar-free, less than 75 parts per million sulfites and less than 12.5% alcohol. So that's also rare. Um, Mm. and, and again, these are things that you might be able to find on your own in pieces. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, we are the only ones who do this full spectrum, actually check for all of these things. Wow. You know, Valley know our growers have, have all of those. Um, but, you know, for sure, you know, from a health perspective, mm-hmm. alcohol is a toxin, you know, you don't want to overdo alcohol. Right. And so having, we have, you know, this limit 12.5% or lower on all of our wines which we also think makes it taste better. You know, that if you mm-hmm. drink a heavy, a heavy alcohol oh, yeah. wine, like it's kind of overpowering. Right. And especially in the U S the average alcohol percentage has been going up and up your beer. I mean, mm-hmm. you can find some like 16% calves, right. It's crazy. And it's to fit this kind of American palate, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, and, and you can do it intentionally, or you can do it through additives. Um, you know, there are some places where you're allowed to add sugar, either to increase the actual sugar content or to then have the fermentation continue. You know, there's more sugar to turn mm-hmm. more alcohol to have higher alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different regulations by country and by state. But mm-hmm. Those are things that in theory, the FDA allows that you can do. Right. So keeping the alcohol low, it's just a totally different experience, right? It, yeah. it feels better. It tastes better. It does better mm-hmm. with food. It's just, you can taste like the, the terroir, mm-hmm. you can taste like, what the wine represents and the story it tells. Hmm. Um, the dry farming is is probably the other really big differentiator for mm-hmm. us compared to, um, you know, maybe other natural wines. Certainly, wine that you see yeah. in a grocery store, which is, you know, um, irrigation is like a fair a fairly new thing. People want to realize <laughs> it was only invented I think seventy five years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, That's and and it's it's super common, but it's because it increases yields, right? Like if you're, if you're irrigating, the grapes get bigger, there are more of them, Mm -hmm. but it also means that the, the vines don't have to work that hard. They just Mm -hmm. kind of sit on the surface and like suck up the water. Mm -hmm. Dry farming, I mean, grape vines are remarkably resilient and they Mm -hmm. will burrow deep into the ground, into the soil and grow out from there. And then they're absorbing all of the nutrients in this healthier soil, right? Because they have to mm-hmm. fight hard to get down, which we think makes a a better tasting wine, certainly a better mm-hmm. tasting uh, grape, because that's where you get that term, if you ever heard terroir, uh-huh. right? Which okay. means sense of place in France, right? So yeah. it means yeah. that the wine you're tasting actually like tastes like where it came mm-hmm. from. And you get that when you're dry farming and the, the vine actually digs deep into the ground and picks up the terroir picks up the land where it's being grown. Mm. So that makes a huge difference. And then of course, the fact that they're 
all natural wines with yeah. no yeah. additives, <laughs> uh, which you just cannot confirm looking at a label in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, T- totally, totally. And we were talking about earlier of how, you know, there's so many times where, you know, people will drink wine the next day, they have the major headache. What contributes to the fact that you know, obviously if you overdo a whole bunch of wine, you probably will have a headache the next day, no matter what wine it is. But like, why does your wine, why is it less likely to um, produce a headache the next day? I know you kind of tapped into, you know, the sugar, the alcohol content, like what are some of the key factors with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we like to say it's a night and day difference. Um, Well, I mean, as you called out, if you think about the things that give you terrible effects, right? Mm -hmm. Going out and having a a cocktail that's really high alcohol, really high sugar, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, those are the things that go straight to your head. So just reducing those things in general makes a positive difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, also, and there aren't really studies on this, all 70 plus additives in wine. I, I mean, you might have a reaction to something that you didn't know about that, Mm -hmm. that that's in wine and you just didn't, didn't know you had that reaction, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, especially, I mean, a lot of people think that they have sulfite allergies, like actual allergies are actually Mm -hmm. really, really rare. It's like less than 1% Mm -hmm. of the population, but there are sensitivities for sure. And that's part of why we keep it low. But the other reason we keep it under 75% is just because really high sulfite content can be a sign of just a poorly produced wine. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep it under 75. It's actually usually way lower. That's, that's our cap, but it's usually, you know, in, probably in the thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've even seen zero, mm-hmm. but it's naturally occurring. in when, when the grapes ferment, so they just occur that way. Um, but the FDA allows up to 350 parts per million. And that's mm-hmm. like, it's a ton. And I don't know that it, I, I wouldn't say that it's common, Mm-hmm. Uh, but technically that's how high you can go. And the sulfites are used to kind of stop fermentation and to, as a preservative mm-hmm. uh, and to stop it from going any further to kind of keep that residual sugar for, mm-hmm. for the American palate. So for sure, if you're somebody who has like salt sulfite sensitivity, or if you are yeah. one of those people who has a legitimate allergy, mm-hmm. then having that kind of level of sulfites definitely yeah. give you a reaction. <laughs> right. hundred percent. And like thinking about how it's you guys have organic wines and, you know, so I'm the pesticide use is, is not present. And, you know, so many people are realizing that pesticides are really affecting their health. And if you don't realize it now, it's like over the long term, it's going to have a, you know, that domino effect of like, it builds up and builds up if you're eating horrible junk food that is laden with pesticides. And then eventually you'll have these health problems. And so knowing that your wine is, free of that. It's organic. Mm-hmm. These small little family, um, operated like vineyards, they're, they're not using that. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, in the natural wine world, just unheard of to use, yeah. to use pesticides or, or anything like that. And mm-hmm. the biodynamic, especially, as I mentioned, right. is, is just so fun to see it. If you read back, if you read into it, you know, it just makes sense, you know, now, not just in wine, but in a lot of agriculture, if you drive around the United States, it's all monoculture, right? It's just mm-hmm. like rows and rows and rows of the same thing. Right. And that breeds an environment where you require pesticides because that's just, it's not a natural state of being. Mm-hmm. So when you get into these biodynamic vineyards where, like I said, there's other things growing among the vines and animals who are, you know, 
walking through yeah. eating the grass, leaving manure. I mean, it all just works in nature. Mm -hmm. So those things aren't as necessary. They, they kind of naturally take care of themselves when you let all of nature come in. Yeah, totally. Totally. Which is so neat. I just, I just love the fact like picturing that in my head, it just brings me so much joy. <laughs> um, so what is the process when you, um, you find winery or vineyards, I should say, and like families to use their wine and sell mm -hmm. it? What, what does the process look like for finding those families and their wine? Sure. Well, at this point, we're very lucky. The natural wine community is a very small one. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think it's like less than 1% of the wine in the world is, is natural wine. Wow. Uh, and, and they know each other. And so at this point now we get referrals, which is nice, like they're friends and they, they want somebody else to buy their wine. There's also wine fairs all over the world. And if you go um, under our, our YouTube channel, you can see some really fun videos of us at wine fairs. Um, but of course, you know, we start with kind of narrowing it down. Who's organic, who's biodynamic, who's natural, who's um, you know, meeting any of these criteria, mm -hmm. uh, who has wines that are under 12 and a half percent, you know, you have to kind of start with those basics. And then, I mean, above all else, taste is number one. Like we have all these other, <laughs> we have all, all our other criteria, <laughs> but if it doesn't taste good, then what's the mm -hmm. point, right? So, I mean, taste was really what, what drives the company. So we always start with a taste test. Mm. And if we love it, then we send it for a lab test and get those results back. Mm. Um, simultaneously, of course, any grower that we're going to work with, we have a, a pretty in-depth questionnaire, making sure that they they meet all of our criteria. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, as often as we can, we're going out to, as I said, go go actually see them uh, in real life and yeah. <laughs> meet their families and their dogs <laughs> and watch their processes and ask questions. And um, and we also do, you know, a lot of media around this. We have a lot of mm. we call them kind of grower profiles either. In, in articles or in in video, um, our, our YouTube channel again has a lot of, of these great videos where you get to know the grower, and it's it's because we want to share their story. You know, yeah. um, it's where I mean, most wine brands that you'll see, they make mm. wine. You know, it's their brand. It is what it is, and mm -hmm. we're one of the only companies that's curating wine from all over the world. And mm. so we want to share the stories of, you know, who made your wine. Um, you know, it's, we, we like to say that natural wine is grown, not made, right? So like, who's yeah. your wine grower? Who grew this? Who put the love into it? Uh, and, you know, who can tell you about the soil and, you know, the hands that, that pick the grapes. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to share that with our, our members and give them that connection. So they can go see that as well. That's awesome. I love farm to table um, shows and, and watching, you know, cooks go around the world and meet the families and the, see the products that they grow and then create a meal out of that. And so this is like, I'm totally going to the YouTube channel to check it all out. And I'm, I'm sure I'm just going to be obsessed with it because I, I love that kind of thing. I'm going to love this. <laughs> exactly. I know before I joined the company, I admit, I just like lay in bed and like watch YouTube. Man, we get along so well, Logan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and so what's really cool about dry farm wines is um, not only are your products obviously like clean, pure, um, natural, but your company culture is so amazing as well for um, instilling a healthy lifestyle. What are some of the different things that your company does to display that? Yeah, I mean, I said to you earlier, cu culture happens no matter what. And 
what's important is if you're actually setting an intentional culture. Mm-hmm. And so because, you know, at, at one point we even would say, you know, we we're a, a wellness company that sells wine. You know, the, the core of our company is, you know, is health and wellness and biohacking and, you know, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, you know, a, a ton that goes into that in the day to day. I think for the most part, um, it comes down to three factors. The first is every day at 10 o'clock, no matter what, everybody comes together and we meditate and do a group gratitude mm. together. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's journaling, some days, you know, Todd or somebody will lead us through a, a visualization, but mm-hmm. it's going through, you know, the, the power of meditation is really strong. And it's, it was a big part of, you know, of Todd's life and, and how mm. he grows and communicates. So we do that together as a team because we feel it's important enough yeah to take an hour out of the day to do. And it's not wasted time. You know, that's not mm-hmm. time that's taking away from work. It's time that grounds you such that the rest of your day is more productive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's certainly part of our culture that uh, that speaks to kind of that well-being aspect. Um, the second is that we aren't very hierarchical. Like one, one of our main values is, being very self-directed. So I think in general, going through your day, feeling like you have autonomy and you know, that you're doing something that, that you really care about and you know, that you're passionate about your work, mm-hmm. you know, I think that actually plays a lot into well-being. So true, yeah. And, and then the third is just that we love each other. <laughs> Our company, you know, well, that's a good we, thing. <laughs> yeah, we've got a like super rigorous hiring process. Um, we are hiring right now. If anybody's interested, mm. get on that website. Um, Give them a call. <laughs> you'll see it's, you know, like a 15 page long yeah. <laughs> job description. I've, I've seen them and they're amazing. Yeah. I love them. I love it though. Like, yeah, it's a process, but it's like, do you really want this position? Because if you do, like you're going to go through that. <laughs> yeah. Culture is just non-negotiable and, and it works. I mean, when you get through that process, I mean, it's also for them. Like we want to make sure that anybody it, it, it's a good fit for both of us for them to decide to, to come be a part of this experiment as we call yeah. it. Um, but you know, when you go through all of that, you know, the people that we end up with are people who are just incredibly mm. driven and intelligent and fun and yeah. dedicated to their craft. And, you know, everybody is a rock star is what Tom says. And it's true. Everybody is <laughs> yeah. a rock star and, and we like each other and we're friends. Right. So, mm having that culture where every day going to work, you enjoy the people that you're working with and you enjoy the work that you're doing and you can see how it impacts our members and how it impacts our growers and just like the difference that that makes in, in the mm-hmm. world. I think that can actually be mm. a, a pretty big, you know, like a well-being point. <laughs> totally. hundred percent. Wow. I just love that. It's, it's so neat to see that it's a well-rounded company where it's not just like one thing that you guys are healthy about. It's, it's a holistic approach and like we would, what we talked about earlier. Wow. So, so amazing, Logan. And before we head into the rapid fire questions, do you yeah. have like any key takeaways that you'd like to give to listeners about dry farm wines, anything health related, anything at all? Oh gosh. Well, so I guess my tip would be look for transparency in, mm-hmm. in everything. Um, and if you don't see the quality that, that you want, mm-hmm. go look for it. It exists somewhere. I mean, the, the beauty of dry farm wines is that 
you don't have to go look like we tell you exactly what we're going to go find and then we go find it for you and it just arrives on your doorstep as often as you'd like so it, it allow you to kind of explore all around the world and have I think a totally different experience and relationship mm-hmm. with wine than you might have had before mm-hmm. um so for sure the transparency piece I love that. I love that. And after the rapid fire questions, I'd love to hear about the offer that like myself as an ambassador, you guys put on the penny, um, the penny, penny yeah, penny bottle. Thank you. (laughs) I would love to hear about that. So everyone stay tuned. Um, but before (laughs) rapid fire questions, here we go. The heat is on. (laughs) The first question I have for you, Logan is who is the most influential woman in your life? They could be past present. Maybe, you know, them, maybe you don't anyone's up on the table. I feel incredibly fortunate to have so many amazing Mm -hmm. female role models in my life. Um, I mean, the go-to answer is my mom, who's just super woman. I mean, I have no idea. I I just have no idea how she's done everything she's done, been an incredible mother, an incredible friend, Uh, ran her own business. I mean, just a role model in every sense. Um, My sister is also just Hmm. it's you know when you reach that age when your younger sister is kind of your role model but I look up to her in so many ways she's also now incredible mother and she's in in health as well she's a health coach and just has such drive Hmm. Uh, I admire her incredibly but I've also had really good uh, female leaders in work and I feel super fortunate to have so many of them that I still call on to Hmm. get advice and get guidance when I, when I need it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so amazing. I just, I just love all of that, that you just said (laughs) the next question I have for you and who knows, this could be the toughest. What is your favorite food? (laughs) I have two answers because my actual favorite food hands down is ice cream. I love ice cream more than anything in the whole world. Yes. (laughs) But but I, I rarely let myself have it. And when I do, I actually make it myself. Oh. So again, I know exactly what goes into it. Nothing that I can't pronounce. Yes. I make I it myself. It. I use maple syrup instead of oh. uh, instead of sugar. So like it's a little bit you know better for you yes. in that way. What, what's um, your go to like like flavor? Do you like more like, like the more chocolatey, like chocolatey or? or no? It's and this is how I think I know I'm like a true ice cream lover is just like actually like the taste of the cream. Mm. <laughs> like, that is like yes. vanilla or just like straight cream. And, I, and sometimes I'll put something in it. Um, like I'll put in some blueberries or lavender, you know, honey, do some fun stuff, but, um, but mostly that, but I, I, I try not to let myself have it too often. Like, That's not good for me, but in technically that is my favorite food. Otherwise my favorite food is uh, just a golf redfish. Like I said, I'm from new Orleans, love golf food, grew up fishing in like Pontchartrain and the bayous and yeah. just bringing home com- like completely fresh fish that I just pulled out of the water and either putting it on the grill or sauteing or, you know, any of the very many New Orleans ways we can do it. I just, every time I go home, that's the first mm-hmm. thing I have to have. Wow. We, we would get along great over a meal. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming able, over. Come visit in New Orleans. My mom would love to Oh have man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's plan it. <laughs> oh man. The next question I have for you, are you a past, present or future thinker? This has evolved over time. I think now I'm a future thinker. I'm trying to get better at being a present thinker. Mm. I think it's so important to, to be in the present. I've been working a lot on not multitasking. 
single tasking and really paying attention to who I'm with or what I'm doing. Um, but I'm also just, you know, a big optimistic thinker too. So yeah. I like thinking about the future, you know, where I'm going to go, where the company's going to go, yeah. you know, how everything could change for the better. And so a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I'm everything you said, I'm like, wow, like you're speaking exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, and then what is your favorite travel de- destination or a dream destination that you have? I want to visit every single country in the world before I die. It's like my one bucket list item. I get it's a big one. Love it. I'd like to go everywhere. Um, but my favorite place I've ever been is Peru. I oh. spent a ton of time there um, and just kind of traveled all around. Mm-hmm. And then just everything about it. I mean, the food is incredible. Like yeah. Peruvian food is just like super underrated. I don't know why more people don't. Yeah. It's just the greatest ever. I did a culinary tour of Lima and, oh. you know, hiked Machu Picchu and just like yes. it had a little bit of everything the culture and the history and the archaeology. Mm. That's just mm. one, probably my favorite place I've, I've ever been. The next one on my bucket list. I'd really like, I'd really like to go to Romania. Ooh. Yes. They also have great wine. So maybe, maybe one day. Well, <laughs> we'll I guess, you know, it's just going to have to be on the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I have to go to Romania, I guess I will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> or um, yeah, I mean, gosh, right now my, my biggest, my trap biggest travel dream is just, you know, anywhere, but my house. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm with you. I'm literally like, <laughs> when can I go? When can I go? Where? Where? Yeah. Anywhere yeah. is good. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> And then the last question I have for you, are you a reader? And if so, what are you reading right now? I am a huge reader. I love reading. Um, I used to be like very single-minded, like I'd only be reading one book at a time. Yeah. Now I've got like a couple different books going and I am a huge reader of articles. I don't know if it's, it's a thing about as I've gotten older, I'm very into nonfiction. Um, but actually what I'll recommend, and I haven't started it yet, but it's just like blowing up across my office is... Huh. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book, Greenlights, and the audiobook. Apparently, he reads it, and it wow. has been called in my office the greatest audiobook of all time. So, huh. might okay. be worth taking taking a listen. Noting that down, yet, but it's next on the list for sure. Cool! Wow, that's awesome. I I'm super interested. Um, the company that I'm with, my fiance's, like we have a book club every single month. And where us as a company, we like read the book for the month and then we get together and we zoom in and we share what we took away, like life application with the job. And so who knows, maybe that'll make the list. (laughs) Recommended. For sure. And then the last thing is how can listeners connect with you and what is a, the penny for a bottle, um, promotion explain everything. (laughs) Yes. So you can find us at drivearmwines.com. And all the information that you need is there. But if you would like to get an extra bottle for just a penny uh, with your first subscription order, then you can do that by going to drivearmwines.com slash better health. Slash better health. And you'll get an extra bottle for just a penny added to your first order. And we are a subscription service. So mm-hmm. you get curated wines you can choose red white a mix rosé sparkling but you'll see countries from all over the world and varietals that maybe you've never heard of um and we do of course because we're providing this this mix we have 100 happiness promise mm-hmm. you don't like any bottle 
for any reason or no reason or just you were having a bad day and so that one felt wrong, give us a call uh, or email into our service team. They're wonderful. They'll take care of you, replace it or refund you, whatever you prefer. That's we want to so make cool. sure everybody's happy. Exactly. And let me tell you, like, I, I'm growing into being more of a wine lover, but like this company, Dry Farm Wines, like they've sent me multiple bottles already and I've tried them and, and the flavor profile is just so, so much farther than, you know, typical wines. Like you can really taste the essence of the fruits and there's like a tartness to some. And, and what's really cool is like, if you're open to trying just different wines, like this is the best opportunity for that because you literally with your subscription get like random wines and you can kind of refine it to like, oh, you want more um, of a certain type of wine, but like the brand you're open to that. Like this is the perfect opportunity to do that. And if you go through wine frequently, like you, you will never get low if you have the subscription going. <laughs> exactly. And if you're feeling cooped up as April and I are not being able to travel as much. Drink your way through across the world. <laughs> you can travel the world but through wine. Right? Find something from, from all over and you, know, you can look up the grower and mm. go see you know any of our media from them online. Uh, we have a wine library so you can get all the tasting notes and, and the labs mm. and all of that. So get to so know your cool. wine. So awesome. It was such a pleasure, Logan. Thank you so much for being on the show and explaining all about, you know, good quality wine. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having fun. So glad that you enjoyed it.